Hello, welcome to Nerds of Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Kiss. Sam Kiss. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing, doing good. Life is good. Huh? Life is good. Life is hectic. Life is stref- stressful. But you can't let life get you down. There you go. Where's the wisdom? P O P. Power of positivity. Nice. Nice. That's a that's a new day thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> we didn't can't get to complain. talk about. Uh, did you? We didn't record last week. Sorry, no. life again. <laughs> it's gotten away. Um, Things keep happening. Which is awesome because I got a bunch of messages saying that hey, I'm glad you're all back. Like yeah, last week. That's great. And then we took a week off. <laughs> and we took another week off. Maybe we should just say that we're every other week, and then when we do it every week, it'll be surprising. But did you watch the Kenny Omega and New Day? The Elite oh, New the, Day uh, Street Fighter the tournament? E3 thing. Yeah, I did. I thought it was I mean, great. It was, it was super set up, but it was awesome. Well, yeah. It's one of those... Like, Fox just got bought by, uh, by Disney. Officially, yes, right? officially. So, kids being born now won't know about the time when Disney didn't own everything. Yes. You know? It's like that where I try to tell people about how weird it is for wrestling companies to kind of blend and bridge over each other and they don't think it's that big of a deal because of how... doesn't seem like it was that long ago how absurd the idea of that would be. It used to be the idea of anyone mentioning TNA on WWE television would be insane and now they're working with them where there's TNA footage on the WWE network. It's just... I don't... It's a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. Adam Cole is defending the NXT American title on on Evolve. It was Evolve. it was a dark it was a dark match. It, was it wasn't on match. WWN, but it's against Walter, which was. I mean, awesome. yeah, I heard it was pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure Adam Cole. I didn't get to watch the uh, the UK tournament. I didn't watch any of it. Um, I know some stuff because you know uh, WWE when they have the app on your phone, they like to spoil things. I don't know why you get rid of that. Don't I? They would. They will send. Updates of things happening on pay-per-views yeah. during the pay-per-view. Yeah. So if you're watching the network and you get some lag time, so you're like yeah, you'll five be minutes behind. behind, you'll be watching the match and you'll get alerted who won the match while you're watching it. Well, I don't pick up my phone. Well, just, I'm just, you know, it's just, but yeah. come on, guys. Yeah, like, don't do that. Calm down. So I haven't watched the tournament yet, but I am going to watch it this week. So hopefully we'll talk about it next week if it's good, which I am good. hearing well, it, it is pretty good. It's so. one of those, do you think that it's one of those... Because they recorded it. It wasn't live. Yeah. I mean, they did, it wasn't even recorded that day. Like, it, it was... There was footage from... It was, what, last week when it was done or things like that? Or they've been doing the tournament kind of all week? No, I think this stuff was it. live. Okay. Today, yesterday and today when we're recording this on Wednesday was okay. live. Down some of the other stuff, I think uh, there was the tag team stuff that got... Okay, yeah. That they just blabbed on to everywhere is online without saying anything. But it's the weirdness of so they did announce that they're, they're doing NXT UK now. Yeah. So we haven't talked about that yet. Because that's how you build a brand now is you just put NXT on it. Oh, they're yeah. they're already talking about they want to do a Japan one. Of course they do. And what was the other? I think India was mm-hmm. the other one. So mm-hmm. there'll be NXTs all over the place, which I'm cool with. It's fine. More championship. Just more belts. wrestling. I mean, more how many be- like how many belts does uh, WWE have now? Jesus. I mean, like, seriously, like all together, all their promotions. I don't think it's still. I. I mean, and maybe it is. I think if it is, though, it'll be mind-boggling if it's more than how many they had during the Attitude Era, or maybe when they first came up with the Night of Champions pay-per-view was because they, they had nine. They had nine championships, I think, at the time. Well, now but, they have two brands. 
They have two brands. Well, they used division that, well, I'm on before. both brands. And then they have three br- titles on... Well, they, no, they have four titles on the developmental brand. I mean, they've always had a developmental system, which is NXT is just so much more prominent. So is now, NXT developmental? Well, as you listen to Cody Rhodes, it's a glorified wrestling school. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... That is part of it, which I like the way he, what the tweet is that, you know, mm-hmm. to go get a handshake with Triple H and go back to wrestling school, which is part of it is that. Yeah. They get Finn Balor the and Kevin Owens way. had to go to promo class, things like that, which is interesting to think. You know who didn't? I don't know if you ever know that. Samoa Joe. He didn't have to go to promo no, class? He never went. He said he only went to the PC like a few times. Okay. But he. Clearly Triple, he didn't need Triple to. Triple H told him they weren't going to pay him the workout. Okay. And obviously, he doesn't work out, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, they don't get paid as much, I think, and then, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea how it works. Yeah. If you're Cody Rhodes, he's definitely making more money now than he would be. If Cody Rhodes said six months ago he was making more money than he ever made in WWE, and yeah. now I'm sure, even though what the... <laughs> well, pro wrestling t-shirts, if you were in the Bullet Club, I don't know how much those royalties are. I mean, not royalties, but... That's a direct system with the wrestlers, things like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't yeah. know how Bullet Club, not the Bullet work. Club ones, because uh, Japan owns that. Uh-huh. Uh So they get a percentage of that, but anything they make is yeah. theirs. So okay. that's a pure partnership between them and Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. Or Hot Topic, and because they don't get them. that, they don't get that with. Uh, no, because if you listen to Jericho, it's like percentage, and they'll oh, yeah. and they'll get like a packet at the end of the month yeah. uh, about every single shirt they ever sold. That's uh, the that's the big thing about them wanting to create their own stars is because they're a business and they mm-hmm. want to be able to make if you came in from something else it's like the Dudley Boys not being able to be the Dudley Boys outside of WWE because they want to retain they want to make as much money off of everything they possibly can because they don't want to be losing money anywhere where they could be it's why you can't you don't see any Cody Rhodes t-shirts you only see Cody shirts which is still so stupid. I don't know why he doesn't just... Like, couldn't he be like R-O-A-D-S? No, and actually I saw a tweet from him actually today about the Cody Rhodes thing. He's like, nobody stopped me from doing Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm fine because people were complaining about uh, Velveteen Dream. What about... Oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah, Dream yeah. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Cody Rhodes is like, I don't care. He's awesome. He's yeah. good. He no, re- I, I don't like it when people... That kind of stuff doesn't no, make sense. It doesn't bother me at all. And if it doesn't bother Cody Rhodes, it shouldn't bother anybody else. Yeah. So there you go. He's also doing the more kind of androgynous thing, which is kind of a drip off of Goldust, which also plays into sure. that. It's weird. It's interesting. I've never. I didn't really. Act, I didn't not even think about that at all. So uh, takeover. We haven't. We we recorded last time for our picks for uh, Money in the Bank. It's weird because we will talk to each other personally. Yeah. And we almost exclusively talk about wrestling. Yes. I've seen you since we recorded last time. We just didn't record last week. We should press the record button the second we start hanging out. Because also, well, we got our we'll wives about in too. the room and they're talking about babies. And me and you were trying to sneak into a corner and talk about wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which normally was happens. Um, but, but yeah, so, so take I over. For, I forget what we, what we do talk about on the show versus what we talk about just between the two of us. Because all we ever talk about is wrestling. So we haven't talked about Money in the Bank. Or Takeover Chicago. So let's Takeover go Chicago was pretty awesome. Let's start with that. Uh, what was your favorite match of the night? And I already know the answer, but I'm just of setting the you up. Takeover Chicago show. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was Shayna Baszler versus whoever Shayna Baszler fought, Nikki Cross. Actually, <laughs> to be fair, that's an under that moment where Nikki Cross smiles as she 
passes out is one of my favorite endings to a match. It's pretty in cool. a long, long time. It was really cool. Because that really is a clever... There are things that happen in wrestling where very rarely do I go, huh, I've huh. never seen that That was that really before. cool. But also, I've never... Like, originality. Wrestling is a study in taking the same thing and just turning it. it slightly and making something new. And so it's just lots of repetitiveness, but in a good way. So when they do something that really is genuinely like, I've never seen something like that before, it always stands out. And I thought that that Nikki Cross, Shannon Baszler thing was particularly. It was really well done. And I liked the match too. So there's something about the thing. I don't know why. I mean, this is like a squeaky wheel. We keep talking about takeovers over and over again. It, as the model of what wrestling show should be every one of those matches after the match was over everybody in the match looked better great yeah you know nobody lost technically there were five winners but the people who took the pinfalls all looked better than they did before the bell rang so i was really looking forward to the uh alistair black and lars match which was good it was just a big alistair Alistair black Black, yeah um and lars looked really off in that match well, Lars, he's newer. Uh, yeah. He's a big dude. He had a broken jaw was in the first two minutes as being reported today. Oh, that's nice. So he apparently shattered his jaw like was in like a couple of minutes of the match. I don't know. I mean, I believe it. It. They showed the x-ray. So, I mean, it could just be storyline. Well, that's but... the thing is that I, I've i noticed it's like after both Cena matches, The Rock reported like broken ribs and all these right. horrible injuries, which I think. Are you just yeah. trying to make up for the match being bad? Like, sometimes I think... But the match wasn't sit- bad, no, so they don't have to make something but up. But as you said, he seemed like he was off, so maybe... The, true, you know, true. A lot of times... But nobody when- was going like, oh, no, no, that match well, was kind of no, off. Well, no, no, it was real. It, it was exactly what I thought. I actually, while I was watching it, thought this match was going really well, and I was applauding that there weren't a lot of mistakes, and, like, right after I said that was the Alistair Black kick, kick. that missed, yeah. and then he fell. And, I mean, they recovered from it. They did. Which was pretty strong, considering how horribly bad it was bad it was and you could tell astor's been wrestling a really long time because he tried to like after he did the kick and he missed he tried to hit him yeah but he wasn't he's not thinking about when you do stuff you can catch him in the royal rumble a lot when people are hitting it's bad to throw shots at someone that don't know they're coming from behind where they can't see how it went the there's an infamous which i don't think it's on the network because it's probably the edited version i've already watched it there's a match between JBL and Chris Jericho from the Royal Rumble in 2008 where he goes to do that bulldog he does so that the guy goes down and then he does the lion soul. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes to grab JBL, but then he misses his head and then JBL goes with just it. flops. Yeah. And it was so bad that they cut it. You can't, I don't know if you can find copies of it or not if you had nice. the original thing. So, and I mean, that spot in the match was bad enough that I, I feel like if it hasn't been already would be edited down. I don't know how they would do it with the, well, crowd, they, with the well, crowd reaction, things like that. Because it, it was at an awkward place to cut in the match because of the momentum of things going on. The like Alistair that. one, I watched it back, and they just used a different camera angle. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's better. So, uh, And if if it wasn't that camera angle, you wouldn't have noticed it in the first place. Yeah. but That happens would, a lot yeah. more than people even realize. Yeah, exactly. I've seen five or six times where uh, Jeff Hardy hits a swanton and he's just landing in the middle of the ring on, nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. on nobody's there at all. Well, he just keeps going. The thing about matches like that is when, when it's a finisher, for some reason, you'd think it would be the worst thing, but sometimes because it's at the end with the momentum of things going, people just kind of go with it. And then uh, TakeOver ended with Ciampa and Gargana. Jesus Christ, that match. In that match. So I know that they... So they had the unsanctioned match. Yes. Which 
is essentially the same thing as a no holds barred or a street fight. Yes. <laughs> so this was supposed to be a last man standing match, but then because of Nakamura and AJ Styles, they changed it or they told him they couldn't have it because yeah, they didn't yeah. want to do two shows with a last man standing match on it. So I knew that they were going to have to try to do some things different to make it feel like a different match, like that it was taking it up a notch, which they built with the storyline going into it of the unhinged nature of Johnny Gargano being more and more less less babyface tactics than he usually does and they both wore street clothes mm-hmm. i mean i guess those were street clothes oh, champa's wh- camo pants with his matching camo crutch and, and johnny gargano's uh, captain, captain america, america outfit. outfit yeah but uh which i loved by the way i loved every second of that match yeah and i'm and i mean loved all the parts of that match. i did yeah i said something very controversial to you yes you did which you, we can talk about it if you'd like i stand by i stand by what i said good no you say it you say it this was better than Omega and Ogata. See, now you said it too. <laughs> no, you said it. <laughs> I know I'm that's just what repeating I said. what you said. I thought this was better than the most recent Okada Kenny Omega. As it as it's as I sit with it, again, it's it's like the Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25 matches versus 26. You always know when two great wrestlers go against each other that it's going to be good. You you put up you take a certain guy. AJ Styles, and then you say he's going to fight Shinsuke Nakamura. There's an expectation that's there, but you don't know what it's going to be until you get it. That's a good example because the Nakamura AJ Styles were were okay, but they weren't ever, no pun intended, phenomenal. That you know, people aren't talking excessively about them. When Okada and Omega fought the first time, there was an expectation that oh, this will be great. Nobody knew how great it was going to be. I don't think people went into it thinking, well, Dave Meltzer is going to break his scale when he raced his match because of how good it's going to be so there was that expectation and it exceeded expectations so the most recent one it met my expectations in that it was amazing which is not anything wrong with it it's just it was exactly what i thought it was going to be the champa gargano match for whatever reason excelled beyond what i thought it was gonna be that table spot off that off the top of that thing is one of the most I guess no one got injured. I mean, they're selling the Johnny's that injured, even though he's the one that gave the thing. Uh, was nah, one of the worst I, looking thing I've ever seen. Apparently, everybody's running from it. Good, which is crazy. Which and is awesome. insane. I mean, I don't know if it's just that that wasn't was a particularly weak prop table or not a good table. Or... Yeah, there was no no give. I mean, no, it was all give. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like hitting a table and then hitting the ground. It was hitting the ground. And maybe a paper table was in the way. Yeah. And that like WWE in particular are not, they don't tell stories the way a promotion like New Japan does. And they're not a reality based promotion. There's not often times when I watch a WWE match and I'm cringing or I'm gritting my teeth. It's usually, that's amazing. The athleticism, I'm in all things, but I'm still not going, oh, I don't make that noise often while I'm watching WWE. And I made that sound the entire time I was watching Chompa Gorgano. It was. A new standard so of what I, wrestling, I think, should be. I don't think it's better than Omega and Okada. Some people don't even think that it's better than the than the first Chamba Gargano match. It is better than the first one. I and think it, it was better. And it's one of my favorite matches of the year already. Easily, by I, far. So far, right now, it's my favorite match of the year. I uh, See, and that's then, again, crazy. on the on the New Japan show, I really liked Chris Jericho's goth. Like, a lot of people didn't think that one was as good as his match with Kenny either. Well, I t- no, that one's better. But I thought the it was Naito better. The Naito one is better. I thought yeah. the one with Naito was better. See, now, I don't know why... That feels like a like a a crazy thing, not a crazy thing to say, but an outlandish thing statement because it seems pretty unanimous that everyone is. I mean, 
people have their own opinions, whatever, but it's just... And most of the time, it's wrong. I like the thing. I like it when I'm surprised. I've been watching wrestling too long to not... My extra is that if you can surprise me with how quality the match is going to be, um, it's what's going to stand out. But I love TakeOver. Ciampa won. Ciampa's the new number. We talked about this personally, too, is that... Yeah, he's going to be going to the uh, Aleister Black... In which he had a great line on Twitter. Alistair Blackman finally getting the main event on uh, that NXT. Yeah. So, so so they can keep Johnny written out, or they can have him come back and it could be a triple threat. But I think what makes the most sense is that Ciampa gets the belt. wins, yeah. and then Johnny comes back and challenges Ciampa. Yeah. And it's now for the title. Yeah, I think that it, it's weird that this is the main storyline for NXT, and the belt hasn't been put into it earlier. Yeah, I don't understand why it hasn't. Just because there's it a hasn't lot of needed other, it. It hasn't needed. It reminds it. me of the the Jericho Shawn Michaels feud from 2008, mm-hmm. in that it was kind of an undercard guys that the feud was so strong that it put them at the top, where it almost like the booking didn't realize it was going to be that strong somehow. That then they were like, we need to put the the world title with this. It's hurting the yeah. belt. We need to put the world title with. What's been the main event? For My you? problem, though, was that is what do they do next? And I know it's what we talked about. It's hell in a cell. Yeah, but it's, what are they going to be able to do hell in hell in a cell? Which that I'm well, going to want to watch. The problem with hell in a cell, not is, through my fingers, is that I don't know. The next NXT Takeover show, I would imagine, is the Survivor Series show. Yeah, I would imagine. So it would be after the Hell in a Cell WWE pay per view. Yeah. So. I'd like to think they haven't done that very often. They've done it occasionally uh, at do WrestleMania, it on, uh, like do it on the main card. To do it on the main card, or to, it's like I now that I say it's like I can't see them doing it on an NXT show after the Hell in a Cell pay per view has happened. So I don't like the the title card. So I mean, right now the rumor is that it's going to be Kevin Owens and Roman. Yeah, and then I think AJ Styles and Samoa Joe is what yeah, I read I so. was the leaked thing. Which is weird because I don't know if that means it's not advertised as going to be a universal title between Roman and Kevin, but there's got to be, you know, two Hell in a Cell matches. So, um, I think Gargano versus Ciampa is one of those matches that if they want to start getting, I, I don't know if I like the presence of that break. I don't want to. I'm not predicting that either. I just I can't see anything besides Hell in a Cell. They could do Last Man Standing now. That time has passed since the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a cage match, just like a standard cage match. I hate cage matches in WWE. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's the, it's the gate thing, and it would be awesome. I don't like street too. fights in WWE with their you. It's like I don't like weird like weird. You better wear blue jeans to the ring. Yeah, it's that's a street stupid. fight. I don't like that either. But Chomp and Gargano made that work too. So they, what anybody are you can about make a, they were wearing wrestling gear. They were wearing Chompa's wrestling gear. Now is just yeah normal clothing. Gargano was wearing wrestling gear. Well, he was wearing his T-shirt, and then he doesn't normally wear pants. He wears tights and and Champa? no gargano was wearing wrestling gear it was a captain america outfit i mean if the captain america is that street outfit... clothes is that what you're calling street clothes well i mean it depends on do you wear do you wear captain america outfits normally well i mean when captain america went to go save vision and scarlet witch from thanos's children in hey hey, they hey were. spoiler alert. paris um, where, were, where were they when that happened we're gonna take a break right Finland? now and then we're gonna come back and talk about money in the bank and rest of the wrestling world be right back are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture well look no further somewhat nerdy radio is the podcast for you we cover nerd culture news new movie reviews bad movie reviews video games comics with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout 
Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. All right, we're back. We Money in the bank. I won the belt. You did. Congrats. Here's your belt. Uh, so, so before we before we talk about that, you congratulations on being the new predictions champion. Thank you. So I was watching a certain podcast on YouTube that was it was it was right before Money in the Bank. There are a lot of people do predictions before pay per views. Yes. And that's why we started doing. it. And that's why so. we started doing it. But then I've heard some people commenting about not some people but a show about. I guess it's a trope, and you know that predictions are kind of lame, and they didn't weren't going to do them anymore. And it not that I think we should stop at all. I you know, we're going to keep doing it. I just was wondering, like, what do you think that is about? Like, why is it so fascinating to make picks for wrestling shows? So, like, why does everybody? do Why that? do we do it? Why do we do it? Well, why is everybody? I'll do explain it? why anybody does it. It's content. It gives you an ability to review a show before it happens. Yeah. In an easy format, a structure way. to yeah. discuss the show. So that's why, because it's easy too. Yeah. It's just like, oh, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Yeah. Okay, we should make a game out of it. Because I know when that's I. That's why. Well, part of what, like when I was a kid, we, me and my brother, we would watch. Raw and SmackDown, and you've been doing it since you were little. Yeah, but the but what's weird is that so we were poor, or just my parents were disinterested, so we would never <laughs> uh, we and and also just on principle for there was a brief time where I paid the Jesus thinking about it forty five dollars yeah, a month for a WWE pay per view. It's insane, especially when I go back and rewatch some of them, and I'm like, I paid. I for paid this. for this. I ordered Capital Punishment in 2011. God. That R Truth, John Cena, Jesus. The next one was pretty good. So we wouldn't watch it. So, But the idea was, especially during the Attitude Era, big things would always happen on pay-per-view. Title changes, they would always save the best stuff. For I mean, arguably they do that now too. It just doesn't feel like as as much of a contrast between Raw and SmackDown versus the pay-per-views like it used to. You, can, you know, There's commentary about this. Like every, lots of pay-per-views feel, including Money in the Bank. There are a few matches that feel like a main event for Raw, not a pay-per-view level matchup not bad just not something that if you were paying 45 dollars a month it's different i mean that's part of by design with the network you knew that there was going to be a dip in quality throughout the, the show and now that they're four hours long it's even that too but we weren't watching them when we were kids it was just we don't know something's going to happen so we were just it was more like predictions of so after this weekend everything's going to change what do you think is going to happen and then we i guess would bet like a dollar or something, what you nice. know, a nickel, quarter, whatever we had. You know, we didn't have any money when we were when I was, you know, single digit age. And then that's carried over, but it's different when you're watching it. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if I have a point. I just, I nice. just, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. I had, a, I knew I had some. I was going somewhere with it, but I don't know where it is. I'm just, I just say stuff and just hope I find my way. 
<laughs> like an improv. I think that's what an, we all do. Improv conversation. An improvisation. Uh, how, how do you feel about the show, dude? Money you in like the bank. It? it was good. Like it. It's. It was okay. It's hard for me to judge. I, I'm one of my favorite things is to rewatch shows later. I don't like watching shows as much in the moment as rewatching them after time has passed. You know, like when you know, I was a kid and there was no network. I mean, it's the same thing. You're rewatching all the WCW Money Nitros. I yeah. guarantee you, watching those Nitros now was they're better than they were when you watched them at the time, or yeah, it's but, different. Because you know? I'm I'm enjoying it more now because I am watching all the Nitros right now. But even when something's bad, like if you notice, like if, if oh, you it's... watch a show now and it's bad, you're like, this shouldn't be bad. But if you watch something bad. From, from years ago, ago, it's more amusing. Yeah, I guess. it's way more amusing because so, there was a lot of bad stuff in WCW. And so. bef- and before the network, you know, you'd have to buy VHS tapes, tapes and, yeah, tape yeah. trades, things like that. So when I'm rewatching shows now, it would always be the you expect WrestleMania to be a long show, but it's hard to keep my interest. Like I would never go back and rewatch. I don't know if I'd ever go back and rewatch this show. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, and that's it, the mark of a good show for me. Is that and if and movies too? A movie should, if a great movie is a movie that when it's over, you say to yourself, "I need to watch that." I need again. to rewatch that. Uh, kind of, uh, I can disagree with that on certain well, okay. things. But, I mean, but yeah, but, but I, I understand what you're saying. So this is what I think me and you talked about, and this is what I'm proposing that we'd start doing for the pay per views and some of the big events. Is we want to do a rating system. Okay. And what I want you to do is as soon no, as you... More, we do predictions that we're going to be doing ratings too. Yeah, but it's our own, our own rating thing. And it's it's a little bit more knee-jerk. So as soon as the event's over... What's your feeling right away? Do your feeling right away. Okay. Do you want to do like a like a, a revisit kind of thing? Like we'll do it on the show and see if we still feel the same way days later as when we watch Possibly, it. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Like so that. write it down and if you watch it over again, then give it a different ranking if you think so. Because I was thinking, like, like, while I'm watching wrestling shows, even when, because they're long, I get tired. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. We talk about that with New Japan is that I never feel that way with New Japan. Part of that's because I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning anyway, so I'm usually nice. on Ready energy drinks and tired the whole time anyway. It doesn't feel like it's it, the show's tiring. I'm just tired <laughs> before I go to the show. The WWE, like the Money in the Bank, was okay, but the the pacing of the shows. I argue that it feels like they don't pace their shows in the same way that they used to because they want to be different. It's like they expect it to be long, so they know there's going to be breaks, so they 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 kind of make they it go up lulls. and down. It used to be the way they would, or it felt when I was a kid, the way they would they would crescendo the show. The, whatever the weakest match on the show was is first, and then the second, and then third, all the way up to whatever the main event is, and that was the build of the show. Yeah, they definitely don't do that. They anymore. do not do that at all anymore. And Ben, I get why, but it's hard for me when the show is as long as it is to kind of feel like enthralled with it. You know, so it's it's. I didn't get bored. I didn't get bored during the show. See, I didn't... most of the time they I can feel like the 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 four hours hit me. Yeah, but this one I didn't. Uh, mostly because I really liked the ladder match gimmick matches. I, I really liked that match. Yeah, um, but you didn't so get, a, you didn't get a ladder match it. until like an hour into the show. Yeah, and that's fine. I knew it was coming, so yeah. it, it's kind of one of those things. I have more of a problem. I picked Alessa Bliss to win, but after she won, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, this thing about Money in the Bank is becoming the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that you the potential for something's crazy to happen is squandered yeah. whenever it's someone which is what i was trying to we said on the show before we're in braun Strowman one two and that the people who won were the people you who should have won yeah you know like but, like the people that the company 
has their eye on but won those matches. But shouldn't have won. Because they didn't need, need to, to, quote win. unquote, yeah. needed to. Yeah. You know. But then... But when, it was the same thing when Braun won. Braun won, and I'm like, like, yeah. why? Like, what is... Like, does it... And it's the whole, you know Stone Cold Steve Austin won three Royal Rumbles, yeah, know, and know, no one goes yeah. back and watches the third time he won. Like, like oh, Stone Cold again. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> it's a different era and a in a, in a different true. person completely. Um, Braun winning is what you said on the last podcast. It's like character wise, he should have already grabbed the case and drove to Brock Lesnar's house was a referee. Yeah, it doesn't feel, make sense now. Now that he's, he's now that he's champion. Now that he has it, why does he have it? He should have gone to his house. And, and he'd been done over with his it. car, yeah. But him carrying around the briefcase, other than sell shirts that say "Monster of Monster in the Bank" or whatever it is, yeah. the new um, big dog, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, but Braun doesn't make sense in general. He doesn't. He's kind of an anomaly. He came out of that garbage can to attack the Miz and the Mizraj, which means one of two things: either one, for two weeks he was inside of a garbage compactor and then finally came out to attack them, or two, he got out. Found a garbage compactor at Raw, got back into it just to get back out to scare the business. You know, losing. you pointed that out like four times on this podcast. I know already. I have. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. He doesn't have the same character consistency as one James Ellsworth. So James who's, Ellsworth, who is, is back. back. I'm so which I'm so, but which that was see that was bad. the The idea was great, but the I don't know if Carmella wasn't did not attack her the way she was supposed to but oscar staring at fake oscar for what felt like 57 years just it to seemed be like carmella was yeah. a little off with her timing but just like why wouldn't you also just go rip them i don't know the timing of the whole thing it, it doesn't was, matter it was, it's timing was off. it plays into it um and, but know. they're doing it an official sanctioned intergender match on the next smackdown between ellsworth and oscar yeah it's gonna which be awesome. is kind of crazy it's gonna be amazing so the latter match both latter matches was really good I will say the AJ and Nakamura match is my favorite match from them so far. Yeah. It, it was, was really, really the good. The pacing of the match was really... It's one of those... It's hard to complain about when, like, you know, someone does a suplex on someone and then Mike Kyoto starts doing his count. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the audience being like... Yeah, it's I'm not, not going to That's not going to happen. But you can say the same thing. Any The first pinfall of any match, too, you know that it's not going to be there. And I like it when you hear, like, the commentators bring up like, he doesn't expect to get the pinfall, but they're keeping the pressure on the opponents. Yeah, Same yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But it's one of those matches, like, when you're watching a battle royal where at first it's chaos and you're not really invested because it's just a bunch of bodies. But then as the match goes on, it kind of builds and builds. So by the time it's uh, it's at the very end, it feels like the whole match has been really amazing. I thought that the Nakamura AJ last man standing match at the very end was... I don't like saying phenomenal with AJ Styles. I can say it, it with other people, but it really was phenomenal. It, was it really, really was. Good. The pacing was really good. I could tell based on the way the momentum was going where I was like, AJ Styles should win this match. I don't know if I want him to. And then at the end, I was like, I want AJ to win. I was like, I pick, and I think I picked Nakamura. I lost yeah. the belt and everything, but I wanted AJ Styles to win. And he won. And it was and he was retaining. I mean, he's the baby face, so you should want the baby face to win. It went both ways for me because at one point or another, I'm like, Nakamura's going to win this. Yeah. Nakamura's going to win. I was like, oh, I, now I have no idea who's going to win. But it was really good. I, I actually loved the uh, the pacing of that match. No, it was good. And Raw was good this week. I actually enjoyed Raw a lot. All of the stuff with Dolph Ziggler, and I've been saying that's a squeaky wheel again. Well, I've been telling you because you haven't been watching. So I'm watching Everything now. with Drew and Dolph. Well, you heard about what happened last week, I assume. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, did you watch last week? I watched week? last week. Because the... Dolphin. So I've been watching ever since the pay per view. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. The last two weeks of television Raw have been really great. Have been really great. 
Yeah, it's like a complete reset, which is why Money in the Bank felt kind of weird with some of the the booking decisions because it didn't you couldn't tell where they were going with it. But they really were doing a lot of. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Brock Lesnar, but I again, I don't even care. Like the presence of Dolph with Drew. See, my problem and the way they present themselves, and it almost feels like they're not supposed to be the focus. So the commentary and the lens of the show isn't directly on them, which is letting them flourish into being what I think is stealing the show. Again, damn it, no pun intended towards Dolph, but like it really does feel like every show, they're what I remember. So Even when they do something so small. My, my, my only, and it's such a small critique, I don't want them to use Drew as that really old school, not the old school, that weird uh, heat was like interfering was a match and stuff like that. See, I was actually I don't thinking, like that. He's the first heater in a while that I felt worked because, like in the match on Monday, when the referee threw him out, was mm-hmm. the first time that I felt like invested in someone throwing somebody out of the ring. Right. And I guess it's because he's so huge, and the way Seth and him kept teasing. Every time he looks at anybody, it feels like this big. It's like they know that Dolph's going to be the main event of Raw next year, and he's just teasing all the programs he's going to be because he did it with braun he did it with finn he's doing it with seth and they're doing a very kind of dynamic uh dudes Shawn michaels diesel kind of yeah. f- uh feel for it too i just wanted which works though drew to be a little bit more controlled because whenever he got thrown out he like threw a hissy fit and he was mad about it he was pretty controlled but, but i mean i get what you're saying yeah i wanted him to be a little bit more cool and collective than what they're playing it it's still awesome it's such a small critique did you and mark out when roman reigns came out and he and and drew i marked out before that <laughs> because the seth and Dolph match is was a pay-per-view level match. yeah see that's what i'm talking about pay-per-view love that match was a and when he it was so good that when drew broke it up for the finish that wasn't even one of Seth's finishes. It yeah. was that. I mean, it could be, yeah, it the, could be the superplex into the Falcon Arrow. It wasn't the the Phoenix Splash. It wasn't the Stomp. It wasn't the Pedigree. It wasn't the Ripcord Knee. It was just one of many Seth Rollins' amazing moves. And for it to feel like that match had gone to a fever pitch where it's got to be over, this and they it. and it wasn't even over yet technically compared to where they could keep going with what you got. You know that these two guys have in their arsenal was phenomenal. So, it was amazing. And then Roman came out. And in a match between Roman and Drew, and I don't care who you are, and you can go ahead and be blinded by your hate they for Roman. They already had really good chemistry. That match that one little, little, could be little spark. awesome. Yeah. That match could be really, 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 really good. I mean, it's probably going to be those two against each other. See, I would like to think... The problem is that if they start to feel like this swelling, is that they might start rushing it which they don't still need to could rush be it. good i don't want them to rush it now because i already feel like they're going to do that tag match next week yeah which yeah, they don't yeah. need to because this should be building to a long-term feud for everybody involved and maybe it will maybe it won't the roman is great he's just there's something about him being at the top of the mountain he's center of the picture he doesn't work as well when he's standing like the visual of the end of raw was incredibly captivating his like you know, Dolph and Seth as two guys that showed their athleticism and then being flanked by their muscle right afterwards. And I always thought that Roman excelled in that position of being, when he's in the shield, he was the enforcer of the shield. So when he's left of something, he looks amazing. It's just when they go like, yeah, he's our guy, then they kind of put him up front and center. You could argue the same thing should be about Braun, but they keep him being so 
wonderfully hokey, flipping over Kevin Owens' car and stuff like that, that you don't take him seriously, or you can take him seriously when he is because of how often he is in these really ridiculous, over-the-top storylines, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why it works. I don't know why he works either. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't... I don't hate any time he's on screen now. I don't know what the story is. The Kevin came, in, we want to be friends, and then he said, no, I'll be friends with Finn, and then this week, now I do want I to mean, be what's friends. The, what's the I weirdest this was him and Finn? Like, I all of a sudden, yeah. he's like, he's my friend. Yeah, I it's don't. like, when the hell have y'all even been talking to each other before? And I was like, but then he just said that they he didn't have any friends, and then they didn't have any, I don't know, I don't know. And then they teamed against <laughs> yeah, each other? It doesn't. Know. It's fine. Um, so anyway, Baron that's our Corbin's show. Corbin's wearing a vest. I, yeah, Hell no is back together. Nakamura got bit by a dog. Team, I don't know what's going team on. Team Hell no is back, back together. together. Which I did not see coming. I knew that when he was with the Bludgeon Brothers last week with that great gauntlet match. Which if you saw Big E in that match too, I mean. Was awesome. They're doing more and more individual because they had Kobe Money in the Bank, Big E last week, so and Xavier Woods this week. I think week. it's exactly what I said. They're going to stop treating them as a tag team and just treat them like a faction. Well, they need to. Yeah. Um, they they've done everything they can as a, a tag team as a t- tag team. So they need to completely take them out, which yeah. they have. Yeah, and they'll individually start having matches. But whenever they're having a match, it's a faction kind of match. Yeah. So what I like Team Hell No, which is even better because Kane when that happened, is it was like, mayor of his town. Now, yeah, I know. So because so, it, but it was weird in that like when the Bludgeon Brothers attacked him, I couldn't tell that was just. He came out during their entrance, so it was like a yeah, situational week, thing. Yeah. Like they attacked him, and then it cost him in the match. But because I thought it was just it. for him to get he- them yeah. to get heat. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a one-time thing, and then Miz pinned him. So then that was just more teasing for them in the future. I didn't realize. That- I mean, I thought it would be cool. My initial gut reaction was, okay, so I guess Daniel needs a partner, somebody to fight, a reluctant Samoa Joe. I don't know, like right, who right, you right. know. Did not think they'd bring Kane back for it. Which and they worked. hugged. And... I don't know why Kane works either because Kane. Remember last year when he was choke slamming Finn and everyone was like, "Oh, this is lame," and then he got put with Brock Lesnar and um, Braun Strowman and thought, "Well, he's going to take the pin," and nobody cared. And then he's been gone since. Then he comes back and everyone's excited again. He he continually is able to do that more than the Big Show even. The yeah. Big Show because can people cheer because the Big Show could have came out this grown. week and nobody would have yeah. been like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, but it was Kane. Yeah. But his team hell no, which is just like iconic. With no pyro. He doesn't even have Pyro anymore, and he's still over. It's that big mask. So, anyway, come check us out next Friday. We release a podcast every single Friday. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a review as you like this podcast. We had a shorter um, podcast this week. We'll try to go back to normal schedule next week. Sam, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. As always. I really don't like it when we don't do a show. I don't either. I don't think our listeners... I imagine our listeners don't either if they like listening to us. I'd like to think we... Yeah, I would like to think they don't go, oh, great, there's not a show this week. I don't have to listen. There's something about... I don't know what we would do to garner some, like, Howard Stern-level heat of, like, hate listeners. Who's a better, more, re- you know, that's a very dated that's reference. That's super dated. But I don't know who that would even apply to now. I don't who gets hate people listening to the radio anymore? That's, yeah, that's fair. Well, he's on XM, I guess, I think. Sure. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Kiss. And we'll see you next week.